Kevin, come here, bud. Come here over here. This here's my little brother, Kevin. Hey, everybody. You guys ever seen him before? No? Oh. Well, he's going to be with us tonight. There you go. Father, you, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, you see the hands across the room. Lord, we want more of you. And Father, you won't let us down. Father, you're going to move upon us. We just thank you for that in advance. And Lord, we just ask that, that you continue to send in the unsaved, Father, to our lives, to our workplaces, to wherever, so that we can minister you in Jesus' name. But Father, we love you, and we thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother? I appreciate Pastor Kent, and uh, he is my brother. I'm telling you, I appreciate him and his heart. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name <laughs> Master Savior Jesus like the fragrance after the rain Jesus Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. Oh, one more time. That's so awesome. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Jesus, you're so awesome, Lord. Jesus, there's just something about that name you're my master savior jesus like the fragrance after the rain jesus time just sing his name now oh jesus 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 
there's just something about that name you're my master savior jesus like the fragrance after the rain thank you jesus 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms shall all pass away but there's something about that But there's something about that name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up your hands right now. Father, we just thank you tonight for your presence that's here. And Lord, we just celebrate you and we lift up the one true God. We lift up you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for your son. We thank you, Jesus, for coming. We thank you, Lord, for being here tonight in your sweet presence like only you can do. We thank you that in, even in the midst of trouble, you are our present help in our time of trouble. You are the way maker. You are the light in the darkness. You are the strength to the weary. You are the hope to the hopeless. You are the healer to those that are sick. Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight, and we just exalt you because, Lord, there's no one else like you. Your name is high and above all of every other name. Lord, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we thank you tonight for your holy presence that's here in this place tonight, Lord. We can't even praise you enough, Lord. We can't sing enough, Lord, of your glory. Father, you are so worthy tonight. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O oh Lord. Hast all things created. You are created. Hast all things created. For your pleasure, Lord. We thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you came in this place tonight, and maybe, man, he's here tonight in a special way. You know, you can have the busy days, and things can get a little crazy on Wednesdays sometimes in the middle of the week. It's easy sometimes to just either lose focus, or it's easy sometimes just to be consumed. Tonight, I want to just pray for you. If you're in this place, and maybe there is, I know this may be a little different. I do have a word I want to share. But if you're here tonight, and you just have an unspoken request, you're going through something. You're going through something. You're just going through something, and you need the strength of the Lord 
tonight. I want you just to raise your hand tonight. I want to pray corporately tonight. Thank you, Lord. The Lord sees those hands. If he knows the number of the hairs upon your head, you have a distinct voice that can praise and worship him, but also he sees and can recognize that hand. You know, all I know is this. Scripture tells us to cast our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. I want to pray with you right now. Father, you see the hands that's extended. Lord, there may be some tonight, Lord, they're weary in their body or they're weary in their mind or their emotions, God. I ask you, Father, that you just touch them tonight. Touch them tonight. And we come and we bring our needs to you, God. We cast our care before you, Lord. Lord, for some it may be a financial need. For some it may be just a healing in their body. For some it may just be a family situation or even a marriage situation, Lord. For some it may be a faith situation, a situation in their church, God. Or situation within themselves, Father. I just ask you, Father, right now that you just surround your loving arms upon them, God. And touch them tonight. Right where they're at. You see right where they're at, Lord. You see right where they're at, Lord. Touch them, oh God. And we call upon the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that Hebrews 4 tells us that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come boldly. Boldly means in the Greek, it means without hesitation. Without reservation, I can come boldly to your throne. And tonight, Lord, that's what we do with this need in our hearts, Father. We just come without hesitation to you. Thank you, Jesus. Touch every heart. Thank you, Lord. As we prayed, I feel like that burden's just been lifting right now. And right now, just lift up your hands and just thank him right now. Just thank him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, your name's above every other name, Lord. Your name's above every other name, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's just something about your name, Lord Jesus. There's just something about your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all may be seated tonight in his presence. I tell you what, as I was driving here to, to Oakton tonight, on the way from Branson, I, I, um, I uh, was thinking tonight during the worship time, that the Lord would be meeting needs in such a special way. And uh, man, don't you feel just so much lighter? There's something about coming in the presence of the Lord and just worshiping Him and exalting His name. It just lifts that burden. There's something about His presence. You know, the Scripture says in His presence there's fullness of joy. When you're in His presence, you can't be angry. <laughs> when you're in His presence, 
You really can't. You can't be, you know, because his, his presence has a way of uplifting and bringing joy to our hearts. So there's something about communion with the Lord. Tonight, I want to share a, a message um, quickly tonight that's just been kind of in my heart for some time now. And I just kind of feel an urgency to share it. The title of my message is simply this, Pass It On. So turn to your neighbor and say, Pass it on, Bubba. Pass it on. Pass it on. We're going to read from Judges chapter 2, verse 7. I love this big screen, man. We need a big screen like this at our church. Judges chapter 2, <laughs> verse 7. You know, one thing about it, when I come here, I don't have to worry about forgetting my reading glasses because you got this, man. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Judges chapter 2, verse 7, verse 13. It says this, So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was 110 years old. And they buried him within the border of the inheritance of Timnath, Hares, in the mountains of Ephraim, on the north side of Mount Gaash, when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, Another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Baals twelve, and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them, and they bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger They forsook the Lord, and they served Baal and the Ashtoreths. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Father, for your presence that's been here tonight. I thank you, Father, for this beautiful, wonderful body of people, Lord. I thank you, Father, for this time tonight. And anoint my mouth to speak your heart, nor our ears to hear your heart tonight. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We kind of just jumped in there in the middle of a of the book of Judges. I've been reading a lot of the book of Judges lately in my reading devotion time. I've just been taking some time and been trying to read a little bit about the judges of Israel and, and uh, you know, kind of catching what happened after Moses, you know, went on to be with the Lord. And right here, what we're doing is we're jumping in to the middle of a story and we're seeing where Joshua, who, as we know, took over for Moses and he led the children of Israel on into the promised land, the place that was their inheritance, a place that they uh, were coming to. We see where God had promised this place and they were coming into the blessing of the Lord. He had prepared this land for them. And the thing I love about Joshua, if you look and you read about the Joshua, I love the heart of Joshua. I love Joshua because Joshua had a heart after God. He had a heart to serve. He had a heart as a warrior. I mean, if you really look into his life, I mean, you'll find where the Lord encouraged him to be of good courage, to be courageous. And the Lord tells these things about him as you look throughout his life. And one of the reasons you'll find where Joshua led well. But it it didn't just start there with him leading well the children of Israel when he took over for Moses. You'll find where he served well under Moses. And you know, a lot of people like to just jump in and they just like to do the the leading. And they think they can lead well, but that doesn't mean they can lead well. It just they like to try to lead. But really, Joshua, we can learn a lesson here because Joshua not only led well, 
He served well. He was involved in serving and, and he had the position of, of, of serving Moses and serving Israel and serving the Lord. And so we see where Joshua does this uh, under Moses. And, and so we see where here in this chapter, in Judges chapter 2, Joshua is coming to the end of his life. His life is passing away. And we see where, where he has seen great works of the Lord. He's seen God do great things. We see where uh, the people have served under Joshua's leadership. People watched Joshua. They saw Joshua come in and take the place of Moses and, and step up to the, to the, to the plate and, and, and begin to lead them. People watched their life. And I want you to know today, people watch your life. People watch where you're at. They see how you behave. They see uh, and listen to what, how you discuss. Here's one of the truths I want to give you tonight. And to be honest, this is probably one of the biggest statements I'm going to make tonight. So I want you to write this down and get this in your heart. If not, take a picture of the screen. Because I want you to get this in you. This is simple. This is a take-home truth. It's simply this. Your greatest testimony isn't in what you say, but in how you live. Your greatest testimony isn't in what you say, but in how you live. I have seen people through the years. I've been in this thing a while. And I've seen people through the years that have been turned off by uh, those that have been in the church, but they don't act the what they profess. They don't act like what they profess. Their testimony doesn't line up with how they talk. Or their testimony doesn't, doesn't line up with their life. Our witness is affected by our actions. Do you know that tonight? Our witness is affected by our actions and how we act sends a message on whom we serve. We can serve the God of this world or the one true, the most high God. Our life will, will, will uh, show one of those, that will reflect one of those in our life. And in this world today, and as we see the generation that rose up, after uh, Joshua and that present generation that was with him passed on, they did not know the Lord. And you know, there, what happens is when we, when we don't line up with our witness and we don't line up uh, on our testimony on how we live, you know what it does? It breeds confusion. And in this world that we live in, there's tons of different confusion in this life. I can get on Facebook and I can look at different things and what I see is a mess sometimes. Y'all ever do that? I can get on Facebook sometimes and I can see things and it's really hard for me not to want to comment. Because so many people give just mixed signals or so many people have their opinion. And you know what? Opinions a lot of times are just like, we have two opinions. We have, it's like armpits. Everybody's got them and they stink. Sometimes our, you know, our opinions sometimes can get in the way. And cause, cause it can give a mixed signal. Joshua didn't give a mixed signal. His life didn't uh, show or reflect a mixed signal. Joshua, he had seen God do great works. He had seen God make provision. He had seen God do things. He wasn't intimidated by his faith, in his faith. He had a relationship with the Lord that was personal. He had a relationship with the Lord that was personal. Joshua knew God's voice. He kept commandments, God's commandments. We see where, uh, uh, because of Joshua's leadership and his relationship with the Lord, that it, it went on into the children of Israel. And we see where they went on and they served the Lord and they had a relationship with him. 
But in verse 10, we see, and I think it's probably one of the most saddest verses in the scripture because it speaks of how a generation arose. Verse 10, they rose up after them who did not know the Lord, nor his work. They didn't just know the Lord, but they didn't know of his great works and all that he had done for Israel. They did not know the Lord. They did not have a personal relationship with him. In verse 11, if you read on, you'll see where they go and they do began to do evil in the sight of the Lord. They worshiped other gods. And we see where it provoked the Lord to anger. Israel at one time had said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But now we find where there's generations later and they're not knowing who the Lord is. They did not serve the Lord. They did not worship the Lord. They did not acknowledge the Lord. And what they had once experienced, Israel once experienced deliverance and freedom and restoration and victory. We see where path begins to where they were led into, where they went down a path of oppression and a path of slavery and being subject to their enemies. It pays to live your life knowing who the Lord is. It pays to live your life knowing who the Lord is. Being someone that knows him on a personal level. And then is willing to pass that on to those around you. To pass that on to a whole different generation. I look around. I I work with young people. I've worked with young people for many years. Now I'm a senior pastor, but I still go to youth camps. I still work youth camps. I've done one particular Assembly of God youth camp for 29 years. And I've worked in this camp, and I've seen young people, and I've seen changes happen uh, with kids. And I've seen uh, different things take place, and, and you encounter different things. And I, I'm grieved because I see so many that don't know who the Lord is. Or they don't know or haven't experienced Him. And as I've been praying and reading the scripture, man, my heart has just been gripped. Because I, I want to see a generation experience who the Lord is. This Jesus that I have come to know. This Jesus that I encountered when I was 14. That I uh, developed a relationship with. This Jesus that... that I had this encounter with and he literally came and changed my life and he is still to this day still changing my life this Jesus that I've experienced mercy and grace and that I've experienced purpose in my life from man I want people to experience that I want people to experience that in Matthew 28 19 we see where the great commission is given in Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verse 38, we see where it speaks of those we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind and love our neighbors as ourselves. So tonight, I'm going to ask you two simple questions. And I know it's Wednesday night, and I know it's a Wednesday night crowd. But I tell you, this has just really been stern because in this day and in this hour, I believe we just need to really know who Jesus is. We need to have a relationship with him. And I'm just asking you tonight, do you know who he is? Do you know him on a personal level? Do you know him? Because you can't pass him on or that experience on if you don't know him. 
Do you know him? Do you know his voice? Do you have that relationship with him? Do you acknowledge his voice in times? Do you serve him? I didn't ask if you were perfect. I didn't ask if you did everything perfect. What I asked was, do you just simply know him? And the other question I want to ask is, do you pass it on? Do you pass on this this encounter that you have, this relationship that you have with the Lord? Because this is a second take-home truth. You know, our, our, our testimony, uh, people watch our lives. This is the second take-home take truth I want to give you tonight. You were never meant to keep the good news of Jesus to yourself. You were never meant to keep the good news of Jesus to yourself. You know, the Bible actually speaks about how the older should teach the younger. Pass it on. <laughs> Pass it on in the church. Be involved. Pass it on. Pass it on outside of these walls. Pass on that experience outside of our homes. Because I want to tell you, your testimony says a lot. You may not see, or maybe you have a prodigal son or a daughter, or maybe you have someone in your family, or maybe a mate, someone that maybe hasn't yet surrendered their life unto the Lord. I want to tell you tonight, they are watching you. Maybe there's people you've been praying with on your job and they don't know the Lord. I want to tell you, they're watching you and they're watching the testimony that you're, you're giving. And, and your life, your life can pass it on. It can pass on a testimony. I was, I was getting my hair cut the other day in a little barber shop down in Branson. And this guy, you walk in and this guy, I, I, I forget his name. Uh, what's the name of his shop? But anyway, I, I go in his shop. And I'll get my hair cut, and he's a big, burly guy. I mean, he is big. He's big. I mean, he's muscular. He's big. I'm just big. He's big. You know what I mean? He's got this up here. He's big. And, and he's, he has tattoos just all over him. And I mean, he's just, you know, he's just got this, this he's just, I mean, he's rough looking. He's just, just rough. And, and the other day I went into, to get my hair cut and I sat down in his chair and I mean, he's just in there and he's just kind of clipping. And I mean, it's just, it's pretty funny actually, because I mean, you never know what you're going to hear when you're sitting there getting your hair cut. And I'm just sitting in there and I was getting my hair cut and he's just one of them rough guys. And we're sitting in there and all of a sudden he says, you're a preacher, ain't you? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, I, I do. And he goes, so what church do you preach at? <laughs> and I told him, I said, well, we're at Brookside, you know, and. And so I was just talking to him, and he, all of a sudden, he says, well, you know, last week, my grandma died. He goes, boy, she really loved the Lord. He said, you know, there's things she don't know that I did. And there's things that I've done that I'm ashamed of. He said, but she really loved the Lord. As a matter of fact, he said, I don't know if I've ever met someone that loved the Lord like she did. He goes, she would pray, she would be in her Bible, and she would read the Word of God. And he said, I don't know if I've ever really heard someone pray, and I've just never seen anyone like that. He goes, she really made an impact on my life. And the whole time, you know, he's telling me this, you know, he's sitting there just kind of clipping my hair, whatever. And, and so I took this opportunity to share a little bit with him. Um, and, 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 and I thought that was remarkable because when we left, I thought that little grandma who passed away, who is now with Jesus may have not seen the fruit that took place within her son or her grandson, but her grandson can testify no matter what he's done, where he's been, she made an impact on him. Her testimony carried weight. You know what that means to me? That means she passed it on. 
That means she gave it. She passed it on. She had a, a commitment. I, I, I want my children. My, my little girl's getting married in December. And, and she's 24 years old. And I am really having a tough time dealing with it, people. I had no idea it was like this. When your daughter, baby girl, gets married. I had no idea. But you know what? My prayer is that my children will encounter and know the Lord that I have passed that on. I would much rather have them say about me, you know, my dad used to pray. My dad used to be broken when he was worshiping the Lord. I would much rather have them say that than say, my daddy just has the temper that's unbelievable and he cusses like a sailor. (laughs) My dad checks out the women, man. His eyes are looking at every woman that walks by. I'd much rather have my children remember me having a heart after God. Pass it on. Pass it on. Let your life reflect Christ in such a way that it passes on. You know, I desire, you know, in Acts it talks about how the Holy Spirit comes and the gift of the Spirit is for our children and our children's children. And my desire is, you know, to me, that's, that's what it's about. We're to pass that on. You know, you may not always see the fruit. You may not know all the details. But don't underestimate the power of a testimony. Don't underestimate the power of a testimony. If you go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Chapter 3. And if you read verse 2 through verse 5. You'll find where Paul is telling Timothy about the effects of of the church and things that you'll see in the last day. Not the effects of the church, but he's talking about the things you'll see in the last day. And he says this, he says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, a traitor, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Now notice he speaks about all these things and he talks about this. Matthew 24, I believe, talks about the falling, how there's a falling away that takes place uh, within the last days. And so we're going to see these things. But one of the things that, that as I was reading the Second Timothy chapter, 3 uh, verse 2 through 5 you know it points out how there's going to be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God do you know we see that today we see unthankful we see arrogance and pride you don't have to look far to see that we see unholy around us lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God but you know the thing that hit me was this is as Paul was telling Timothy this he's saying this is not intended for the church as a matter of fact, he tells the church to say, stay away from this. It's not how the church should be living. And so I ask you today, what are you passing on? So many, so many today. The Bible says, you know, the, the church that Jesus Christ is returning for is in Ephesians 5.27. And how it's, it's a church that might present herself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be uh, holy and without blemish. Jesus himself said in Matthew 5.14 and verse 16, he says, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill and it cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. So if there's anything I could say tonight, whether this is a deep message or not, I don't know. I hope this message has been challenging. 
I hope it's something that you have that's stirring inside of you that we need to be pass on, pass it on, pass on our faith. It doesn't mean cram it down their throat. It just means live that testimony. When I was a kid, we used to play a game. And what this game was, it was hot potato. Y'all ever play that game? And what they would do is they'd put the music on. And what they do is they would just simply pass the potato. Now, y'all realize that is not a potato. That's because I didn't want y'all to be bonked in the brains and get your brains knocked out. That is a pillow. A nice, safe, soft pillow that's not going to hurt you if you get hit. Pass it on. See, we each have a choice. You can sit here and you can just kind of hang on to it. Or are you going to really pass it on? Are you going to pass it on? No. Okay. (laughs) Got to pass it on. (laughs) You got to pass it on. We were never meant to just hang on to ourselves. You know, that's something that we tend to do as Christians sometimes. Uh-oh. Here, pass it up here. Pass it up here. Oh, she's ready. Ooh, my word. You know she meant business. She goes, woo! She was ready. <laughs> Something we would do when we play that game, hot potato, we pass it on, you know. I can't pass it to you, man. <laughs> Something we would do when we would pass it on. Everybody's pointing. The music would get faster. And the one who was left holding the potato when the music went off was the one that was out of the game. But the one that began, as the music went faster, you know what would happen? As the music would get faster, you know, instead of us just casually throwing it, throw it back. The music, as as the game would go on, we'd start passing it a little faster. No, a little faster. Back, faster. Back, back, back. We pass it. <laughs> and we pass it and we pass it. The potato was said to be hot. Do you know in the book of Acts? I believe it's Acts 12. It might be Acts 17. I think it's Acts 12, though. We find a reference. It's Acts 17, 6. It says, These men. They were said to have turned the world upside down. If you go after Jesus was crucified, we see where Jesus comes before two men and they're walking on the road to Emmaus and they're with Jesus and they don't recognize this Jesus. And then when Jesus, he finally reveals himself, they see him for who he is. And then Jesus kind of goes. He just, he just goes. He leaves. He disappears. And they look and they realize it's Jesus and they say to themselves, they say this, they say, did not our heart burn within us? It's so much easier. First of all, a world never would have been turned upside down if the early church had not been willing just to pass on and live that testimony and pass on the gospel. Pass it on to their children. Pass it on to those around them, their friends. But also the other thing is, It's a whole lot easier to pass on 
when you're burning with Jesus. They said when Jesus was with them, did, did I not know that our heart burned for the Lord? The Lord burned inside of us. And so tonight, I want to challenge you. Again, this is an encouraging word. Because there are people in Lamar that need to know the Lord. And there are people that need to know the Lord in Branson. I mean, there's people that need to know the Lord. We had a young lady just last week that had been to our church. She actually attended quite a few times. And she came to our church. And then she just kind of dropped off. She struggled with drugs. Last week, she was walking. And as she was walking one night, I don't know why she was walking, but she was walking on the side of the road. And a man from Mountain Grove was driving a truck, being a tourist in Branson, and he hit her, and he killed her. And her mama called us, and she said, my daughter went to your church. She's been there like three times. And she said she was there a year ago, and she said she still talked to me about that message she heard that Sunday. And she said it just, she felt the love of God there. And she said, we want to do the funeral at the church. And I was like, okay, come and do the funeral. You know, we opened up the doors to do that. Tried to minister to the family the best way we knew, we knew how. But I realized something, because I didn't even remember her face. I'm just being real with y'all. I didn't even remember really what she looked like, but I remembered something. When she came, I realized the power of a testimony, the presence of the Lord can make an impression. And so I just want to encourage you. Do you know him? Know him. And if you don't, just say, Lord, I want to know you. I mean, just present your heart before the Lord and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. And if you know him, I just encourage you, man. Parents, it can be tough sometimes being a parent. But your children, man, they need to see the light of Christ. Trust me, they see the flesh. They want to see the, let them see the things of Christ. You know? Let them see that. Stand with me tonight. Thank you guys for listening. I've loved being here. I'm just going to ask... Brother Robert, if you could maybe put a CD on, maybe. Just present yourself before the Lord tonight. Present yourself before the Lord tonight. I know we've got just a little bit of time left, but I just, as we're here, I know you do this on Sundays, and I know every time we come together in the house of the Lord, we're encouraged to present our hearts before the Lord. But I I just encourage you tonight just just to close your eyes right where you're at. Bow your heads. Just kind of extend your hands up. I had a pastor tell me years ago that when you raise your hands, it's almost like raising a white flag of surrender. You're just surrendering yourself. And church, I just ask you tonight just to surrender yourself. Just surrender yourself. Just right where you're at. Bow your heads right now with me. And just surrender yourself unto the Lord and just say, Lord, just come. I want to know you. Lord, let me pass that on. Let me burn for you. Let me burn for you. Let me burn for you. Thank you, Jesus.